Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Taryn Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I am here with my ghoul friend Jessica. Hey! And today is another listener's episode, so we are bringing you your stories. If you are newer to the podcast, this is where we read listener-submitted stories. If you would like to submit your own, you can send it to threespookedgirls at gmail.com. And also, if you would like to hang out with us on social media, we are at Three Spooked Girls on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also have our Facebook group. There's a handy link tree in the show notes for you that you can find everything there. We are also having a live show here in a couple weeks. So if you would like to attend and also participate in a Q&A with Jessica and I, you can head to the link tree too. We have an event, right? It's going to be a lot of fun. It's on February 19th at 4 Pacific time. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember. <laughs> so come hang out with us. It's going to be a good time. We always love, love, love doing these virtual live shows with you guys. And if you would like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. For as little as a dollar, you get one bonus episode a month. Five and Up gets video content and long live streams with Jessica and I and all kinds of fun stuff. But with that, we're just going to go ahead and dive into our stories for this episode. Awesome. So our first story is going to come from Alicia. And she writes, We've lived in our current address for three years. And two months ago, my husband installed a ring security camera in the front of our house and in the back of our house. On August 15th, 2021, I was reviewing the camera footage in front of the house and I saw that there was a motion detected at 4.40 a.m. I assumed that it was my in-laws who were staying with us at the moment or my stepdaughter who was going to the bathroom. As I was watching the footage, there was nobody there, but I did see an orb-like thing. I know it's not a bug or dust. Last night at 8.17, 2021, around the same time, The orb came back. I had my friends look at the first footage and he tried some stuff. He said that there were two people, a man and a woman. Later that night, he texted me that he had received a sign and that there was somebody, there was something not friendly and it appeared as a baby demon. Ew. I am afraid of that. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I just think of those evil demon doll things that are at Spirit, the baby one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, I kind of always wanted one. But I right? also don't want one because they scare the shit out of me. Right. My kid would be like, throw that in the dumpster right now. Goodbye. Right. 
This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on the show, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas surrounded by mental health. For example, some people think that you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but this isn't true. Therapy is a tool to be utilized before things get worse and can help you avoid the lows. I know that when I have had issues in my life, even if I've just started to think that I'm having issues, going to therapy can definitely help. Having a professional be able to talk to you and be able to give you practical, useful tools to help better your life is very important. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers videos, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it is much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp therapy online. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and 3 Spooked Girls listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash spookedgirls. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash spookedgirls. We want to give a big thank you to our new patrons, Tanya, Alexandria, Mila, Tanya, Michaela, Amanda, and Melinda. We are so grateful to have you as patrons and help support the show so that we can continue to make content for you guys. If you want to also help support the show, you can do so by going to the show notes or going to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. Again, thank you so much for supporting. Okay, so my first story for the evening comes from Skylar and the subject line read scary ghost story in Florida Keys. It reads, my aunt, we'll call her Aunt G, told me this story when I was driving her to the airport one day. In February of 1998, she was on her honeymoon with my uncle, we'll call him Uncle E. They went to Isla Morada, which is, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, so please don't yell at me, (laughs) which is a beautiful island in the Florida Keys. They checked into their room and immediately noticed that the old metal door to their room was banged up and dented. The lock to the door also looked like somebody had tried to rip it off the wall. For the record, this was a Best Western that cost them a pretty penny just for one night. It wasn't some sketchy motel in a bad part of town. She said the whole hotel just seemed off. They went to the beach next to the hotel to catch some sun. They could see the balcony and the sliding glass door to their hotel room. Aunt G said she saw somebody walking around in their room. Uncle E tried to tell her it was somebody delivering more towels or toilet paper, but Aunt G still thought it was weird because this person was in a long white dress. Creepy! Later that night, they went to the local restaurants and all of them closed by 8 p.m. Keep in mind, this is the peak of spring break season in Florida. Later that night, after getting dinner and going back to the hotel, Aunt G decided to go to bed early while Uncle E stayed up to watch a movie. Their hotel had a separate room with a couch and a TV that was closed off from the bedroom with the door. While my aunt was trying to sleep in the bedroom, she heard howling wind outside of her hotel room. She asked Uncle E to check outside and see if it was storming and check the weather channel. He was confused because he didn't hear a single noise. When he opened the door to the balcony, everything was perfectly still outside. However, the wind noise got louder and even started sounding like it was coming from the bathroom. Aunt G and Uncle E decided to leave in the middle of the night because they had an overwhelming feeling of dread and anxiety. They checked out and gave their key to the man at the front desk, who's completely not surprised these people were checking out in a panic at midnight. Okay, they should have warned them. Right. Like, <laughs> I always like when the people behind the desk are like, mm, it's fine. Mm, we get, it's we fine. get this. There's a, there's a discount. <laughs> they start the five-ish hour drive back to their home, which was closer to Tampa. They have to drive across Florida east to west on I-75, which most Floridians call Alligator Alley. 
There's always something wrong on that highway too, always construction or wrecks or something going wrong. But my aunt and uncle got back to their house at about 6 a.m.-ish, and before they can even get settled in, Aunt G gets a call from her sister telling her that a big chunk of I-75 caught on fire. What? (laughs) How does that happen? It caught on fire right after they left that highway and merged onto another one to take them north. Uncle E claims to this day that he felt the negative energy leave them in their car after they got off I-75. He says he thinks it's that energy that followed them that caused the fire, but that's up for debate depending on what you believe. Anyways, about six to seven years later, they went back there and looked for the hotel and it was under new management and up until today, it changes owners pretty often. I know the Keys are rich in history with shipwrecks, old plantations, and even a hurricane in the 1930s that killed hundreds, so I'm sure there's plenty of bad juju there. I'm one of those people who need to see it to believe it, but this still creeps me out. Love the podcast and you guys too. Keep up the great work. I often think of like those places someone just needs to dump a bunch of burning sage like over (laughs) over Mm. the location. Right. I know, honestly. (laughs) Okay. So my next story comes from Taylor. The story goes, so I heard this story from my dad about my grandpa, my mom's dad. My grandpa was very protective of us girls. He was also a Marine, so he was also badass. But us girls never saw that side of him. He was just a gentle giant. Nonetheless, my dad was scared of him. That's fun. (laughs) (laughs) My grandpa grew up in Kansas and wasn't allowed to go back. I need an explanation. I hope it's next. I guess his sister came to him and said she, oh, she had been beaten by her boyfriend and Mm. sexually assaulted. I guess he was higher up because the cops didn't do anything about it. This was before the 1960s. That's all I know because my mom was born in the 60s. Anyway. My grandpa ended up killing this guy for hurting his sister and then left Kansas and never returned. Damn. Taylor, you're not have every right to be (laughs) your grandpa. (laughs) Honestly. Oh, my God. Every right. My kids, unfortunately, never got to meet him because he died when I was seven. And I only recently heard about this story because he said he would never hurt a fly. And my dad is the one who told it to me. To the girls in the family, he truly wouldn't hurt anyone. Because he was very protective of us. Thank you for listening. I love listening to you guys. You make my work day so much better. Mm. I'm like, I'm scared of your grandpa. (laughs) Okay, my other story comes from Angela. And I solely picked it on the subject line because she titled it, A Ghost Pinched My Mom's Butt. That was funny. (laughs) I love it. My mom and I love to go on what we call cemetery vacations. This is where we go on a vacation somewhere and then, in addition, go see the local cemetery and go on a ghost tour or something of the sort. Usually, we had no encounters at all on the ghost tours, except the one time I accidentally... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Except the one time I saw an actual naked man running up some stairs in a historic house in Savannah, and we stopped to look at it and discuss the ghosts inside. I love it. (sighs) I guess he forgot the ghost bus was going to stop at his house. Anyway, a couple years ago, we were vacationing in Nashville. We took a ghost tour of some bars. One of the bars we visited was BB King Blues Club. The restaurant was open, but the guide took us to the basement, which was empty, but looked like it was used sometimes, maybe for private events or something. 
The tour guide was fantastic. He told us a lot of history, which really was my favorite part. One thing he was telling us about the BB King bar is that they're in the basement, still stuck in the brick walls where hooks are parts of chains that they used to chain up slaves in the 1850s. He also explained that slaves were kept in the back room, and that is where you could really feel the ghosts. He also said that people have had encounters on the stairs of the bar going back up to the restaurant area. He said that people have been touched on the stairs. Well, this was a ghost tour of bars, so at this time, other people in the group were ready to get drunk and annoying. Like groups of loud chicks going, oh my god, I totally felt them, and then screaming. So I had to get out of there. don't blame you. I probably would have been like, I'm done. We're going. We're going by ourselves. We're going to go investigate by ourselves. (laughs) My mom and I started walking up the stairs back to the restaurant to wait at the front to go to the next place. She was walking just a few steps above me in the dark stairway. It was a dark stairway, but you could still see where you were going. She did a jump or jerk movement and then looked at me with disgust. I said, what? And she said, why did you pinch me? I told her I didn't pinch her. She didn't believe me at first, and then I had to tell her again that I did not touch her. I wasn't even close enough to. When we got back to the hotel later that night, when she was getting ready for bed, we found a bruise the size of a quarter on her butt. A ghost pinched my mom's butt at B.B. King's Blues Bar in Nashville. Thanks, ladies. Love your show. Damn, it's not even like just pinched it. Like, pinched it very aggressively. Yes. That's (laughs) a pervert ghost. Right? Fuck. They got way too excited on that. All right, y'all. Well, that is going to wrap up this installment of Listener's Encounters. Again, if you would like to submit your story to us, please do so. You can send it to 3spookgirls at gmail.com. And we will see you on Thursday. Bye. Bye.